Hey, you're listening to Melissa Unscripted, and we want you to know we love our listeners. We especially love when they send us ideas for new episodes they like to hear, and when they subscribe so they don't miss an episode. So share your ideas, hit the subscribe button, and keep listening. Really, this podcast has been going on for about an hour now, <laughs> I know. Uh, but we just now hit record because... And we're drinking and, some punch, so, <laughs> some Kool-Aid. So now we, we hit record and don't even know what to talk about because well, <laughs> everything... Well, actually, been. our guest just left. <laughs> After an hour of this chit-chat, she left. No, she'll be right back. And who is our guest today, Melissa? Our guest today is Rachel Walker, and she's an awesome agent with Berkshire Hathaway Home services, Yost and Little in Greensboro. She, she and I, we actually share an office pretty much. Um, okay. Rachel, I met Rachel. I sold her her current home, and she was in advertising and marketing. And she had an interest to become a realtor and reached out to me. And, of course, I could not help her with the test or the class or anything. But when she passed, which she did the first time, which I'm not sure many people do that, she came to work at um, Berkshire Hathaway with me, and we've worked – you know, it's been great. So she, we do sort of share an office. Let us introduce Rachel. Yeah, she if, just came back. If you couldn't hey. tell, there was some walking coming across the floor. That was Rachel coming to join us. We right. thought, we told, we told our, our listeners that you had left, but that you might be back. Yeah, I hydrate a lot. So <laughs> yeah. that causes, you know, she had stream breaks. She went to get some water. <laughs> <laughs> Dave and I are hydrating right now. Yes, we are. With, we said we were having some punch. Yeah. So usually we do our uh, podcast in the morning. And we're usually drinking coffee. Exactly. Starbucks. Yes. And uh, Starbucks. <laughs> speaking um, of that, I have to say, I saw a complete ADD moment when I opened up your refrigerator today. Uh, <laughs> I opened it up and your Starbucks coffee is wow. still in there with the sugar packets. You can it's see the full. thought process yeah. on the cup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Melissa Unscripted, the show that brings you tips, tales, and the truth about the real estate world. I'm your host, Dave Wilson, and with me always is the woman who drinks coffee in the morning and punch in the afternoon, Melissa Greer. Okay. So you were saying some nice things about Rachel. I was. Uh, she was when you were gone. It's really? Recorded, yes. <laughs> no, it's, well, Rachel, I was, saying, I was telling them how we met and that you were in a different, what do you call it, occupation? I guess. She was in a different occupation. That's right. Yes. And, and so... And that is what you call it. Yeah, and I, that I couldn't help you pass your exam. But then when you did pass it at the first time, which is awesome because I'm not sure many people do that, she came to work at Berkshire Hathaway, yes, and little. And we worked together, and, and I, I tried to – I mean, it's so funny. I'm always all over the place, and Rachel can explain this a little bit, but she's the only person that really took the time. She said, I just want to follow you around and mentor me a little bit. And you can tell them a little bit because, I mean – I rarely have time to really invite people to do that, but I just love that you cared so much about learning how to do this. And I've always said real estate's an apprentice job a little bit. I lo- I followed my mother and my sister and brother around, so yeah. I mean, I really had to learn how to do it that way. But I felt like you did that with me a little bit. Well, and following you around is a lot of chasing. <laughs> like you have to really want to follow you because there's going to be a lot of journeys. <laughs> It takes a lot of dedication. (laughs) (laughs) But it's worth it because I learned more probably in the first six months of having my license from you than 
I feel like I would have learned in years of not having you as a mentor. Well, that's very kind. And she drove me around. I'm a terrible driver. Yes, we've heard about that. (laughs) And so it was great because what worked is I can talk. I could talk on my phone, which doing real estate, it's great to listen to how people talk Mm -hmm. and how you problem solve. But I could also return emails and texts. And it made me think, I need a driver. And I felt much more comfortable driving than being the passenger. As, as most people do, because it's so funny, my brothers and sisters, and as I've said, I'm the youngest, and she's heard this many times, but they won't ride with me. Most people think that my success is only due to the fact that people do not want to ride with me. And so they, they go ahead and buy a house They quick. want to get out of the car as soon as possible. And so... Thank goodness with COVID, when people weren't riding with me, I still had a pretty good year. Else, I think people would have really just said that's what it is. <laughs> but now I just tell people, people ask me all the time, "Do you drive during the snow if it's snowing?" I said, "I don't drive well in July, so no. <laughs> if it's snowing, no." But for not. as much as you drive, you do a pretty decent job. Cause, well, I mean, knock on wood, you like you haven't killed anybody. Yeah, no, you're good. Like, <laughs> but when we go on family trips, and I love this, <laughs> we go on family trips. And I still sit in the back seat. I'm not allowed to drive if I go with my brothers and sisters. I feel like I'm 12. Usually I try and play a video game on my phone if I'm not texting. I feel it's great. So, no, they really don't think well, I have I, a license. I bet, she lear- I bet she learned a lot just listening, too, because when we were in here waiting to start the podcast, okay. you had a couple phone calls. I did. We're like, we should just follow you around with your phone calls, and that could be the podcast because you could hear your... Yeah, the way you that would be kind people. of fun, actually. Yeah, so I bet, I bet just following you around. There are a lot of listening. times when I am dealing with a transaction where I'm talking to another agent or I'm talking to a client or something. And I sometimes, a lot of times I catch myself and I stop and I think, what would Melissa do in this situation? And it usually helps because it usually helps me go from like, oh God, like, what if I say the wrong thing? It takes me from there to like, no, just chill out. Like, it's fine. Just talk to them. Like, you know. That is the biggest compliment, isn't it? I mean, that. thank you. That's, that means a lot. I I'm mean, going to get a bracelet. <laughs> <laughs> I like to chill out. I mean, you can't. That's the whole thing is I like to be calm when I'm dealing with clients. On the, on the outside. <laughs> never on, on the, the outside. outside. Yeah, on, on the, the inside. inside I, lo- I have a good friend of mine who said we were talking one day and we were talking about someone who was tortured. But she was saying, and nothing good happened to this person. She was saying, but... Every time I saw her, she was so chill and relaxed. And I said, what's like us? I said, that we're walking around tortured, but just calm and laid back because you have to be the calm for the storm for people. And I think that, but if you care about what you do and you're passionate, you're going to, you can't walk around to be that chill, but it is a talent to be chill when you're not chill, (laughs) which is every day. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely. I always tell my clients, I said, let me worry about it for you. And, and that, and you just have to relax them a little bit. But no, Rachel was a natural at this though. I mean, she really was, but um, she helped me immediately. She has a, what's your degree? Tell us. I got my bachelor of science from UNCG in interior architecture. And then later went to GTCC for advertising and marketing. Oh, cool. Well, there goes my business. Yeah. <laughs> the, the reason why you're here is... Because I was asking Melissa, we were talking about topics, and I was like, you know, what was it like? Like, what is it? How is it starting out as a new realtor? And she's like, well, it's been so damn long since that happened. I can't even answer. It has been I mean, 37 years, <laughs> but I was a child. <laughs> and, and then she said, then that's when she brought your name. I was like, you know, you're great at what you do, and you're still new into this 
you know, being a, but you're working on three years now. Yep. So you still, you know, you still haven't killed enough brain cells with age to, to forget what it's like starting off. True. I mean, I've killed plenty of brain cells, but yeah. I still remember three years back. <laughs> I think that's, that's admirable. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say that I do, but that's admirable. Yeah. So, so that's where I'm pulling us full circle. Good. And it is about, we're trying to, you know, talk to the audience about what it's like to start off as a real estate agent. And that's the thing, Rachel, you, you need to just tell us because I can't remember and Dave doesn't know. <laughs> I have a, a, you know, I have questions like, Absolutely. okay, so how is it, how scary is it starting when it's a strictly terrifying, terrifying, scary as shit. <laughs> so what's so scary about it? Um, well, I mean, I don't know about for other people, but for me Personally, you know, I, I grew up in a house where it was you go to high school, you then go to college, and then you find a steady job, and you work a nine-to-five until you retire. You have a 401k, and somebody pays you a salary, whatever. So when I finally made the decision to get my license and, and make that transition, it was really difficult for me to sort of switch my brain into being comfortable with just it was like that initial like leap you know like okay now I'm like on my own and I'm responsible for me and there's no one paying me a salary anymore I have to make this work and I remember the day that I put in my notice at my job I went home and I thought what done <laughs> yeah I mean you're basically starting a business without any income a lot yeah. of people don't know that they right. don't know that realtors don't have a salary expense account and the companies pay for their cell phones and gas yeah there's no base no, salary no we even have to pay for our insurance i mean it's seriously yeah it's a big step if you're you know because you're basically an independent contractor or you're in business for yourself so i didn't know that when i started but i mean i didn't realize that i was not going to have a salary but then i learned it like within a day or two but it is a straight commission but then what's great about that is once you get used to it there it and you're in business for yourself yeah, I mean, so you it's, know, it's owning a business you just get to yeah. know and you realize it's like the best manager i ever had always well i mean i have so many good ones but he was really my first one and he said just things will be good and they won't be and it's a it's all it's up and down do not spend all your money if you have a great year save it because yep. you might need it and you don't want to be stressed out and hire a good accountant that can help you put it away without having to pay a lot of taxes you remember the first year when i i had not thought about taxes that oh, yeah. first year and then that the r the irs wanted money from me and i was i remember talking to melissa and was like i what what is this? <laughs> because when you're an employee, they take taxes out of your paycheck. But when you're a realtor, you have to quarterly pay your taxes. And if you're not used to it, you think, oh, I'm making so much money. This is great. But no, you're not making any more. You just, the government gets it and Social Security gets it. And But if you haven't paid it, you have to pay it. And it's an interesting, it's a, it's a great, as I've said, it's a great career. But it, it's not what people think it is. Yeah. People think it's way more glamorous, way I mean, they think well, it can be, but it's later down the road. 
Well, you know, <laughs> like you, you're glamorous. Oh, well, aren't you sweet? <laughs> I don't even look glamorous today. I feel like I'm. You can lie. Sweating. It's just radio. But okay, I look really glamorous today. I don't. You are glamorous. Just, I don't think anybody's describing me as glamorous. But I, I mean, do I'm like that future. song. <laughs> I do like that song. Who sang that song? What song? Glamorous. <laughs> glamorous. Yeah, it's um. No, it it was um. You know the Black Eyed Peas and um, Fergie Shakira. Oh no 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 Fergie, <laughs> not Shakira. I love Shakira, by the way. Shakira's good too. Yeah, I love her. Like I think that was the best Super Bowl halftime ever. Her hits J Lo and Sh- Shakira. That was a great Super Bowl. That was a great energy. Not that this last one wasn't good or the ones before, but I just like that one. But anyway, I've always I love Shakira when she's on the Voice. But we tend to digress here. Well, <laughs> I well you know, I, I see a lot of. Um, I see a lot of parallels between being a real estate agent, being a videographer, and and in, in marketing is that, you know, you really can't just look online and find a job. You know, it's, there are a few out there, but really what I tell people when I'm asked, and tell me if this is the same with real estate, I'm sure it is, is that when people come to me, especially want to be interns or whatnot, they ask me, what does it take? I'm like, to be a videographer. I said, well, if you don't have a hustle, don't even get into the business. I don't care if you love it. You don't have a hustle. It's your. It's just True. gonna be a hobby. Do it for fun. You have to have a hustle. If if you don't have that hustle in you, then you're never gonna succeed because everything begins and ends with you. And if you can't wake up in the morning and say, "I want to do this," and put your effort and time into it, then you're never gonna succeed in it because you'll never make money. I agree. You have to have passion. Passion. For what you do. And then you're enjoying what you're doing, and you're constantly trying to evolve to be better at it. But you also have the passion that you're, it makes you get up and go to work, because yep. sometimes it's really hard, because our, is our job hard, Rachel? Just a little bit. <laughs> it's a lot of responsibility, because it is, as I said, the biggest thing people buy or sell, and it's also their home, and it's responsible. And, and what I love about Rachel is she takes it very seriously. It's not about the numbers for her. It is about providing great customer service. And she started with that before she ever learned anything from me. And I think that's why we get along so well, is I could tell that that, she's very heart-based as well. And that's what motivated her. Thank you. No, and I see that. And I think that, in fact, we don't, like I miss her because she's gotten so successful. I don't see her enough. (laughs) And I really miss that. Um, Rachel. It's weird. We do sort of share an office, but we don't. And and I don't. I don't want her. I want her in there. <laughs> well, I don't plan on leaving. Please don't. <laughs> but it, but it's funny. No, and it, this is clear. I mean, it, it's not even embarrassing to me anymore. But no, I had a couple of my whole staff walked out on me, which yeah, it's fine. I understand. I'm not the easiest person in the world. And it was 2019, and they they walked out, and Rachel moved in my office and said, "We got this," and she hadn't left. And you know, that's the kind of thing that you will never forget because when you really need someone and they're there for you and they see the good and the bad of you and they're okay with it. And, and I think that we go through that. Like we well, I all, think, I think yeah. any relationship is, I mean, think of anybody you're best friends with or you love, you know, the good and the bad and you still love them or friends with them yeah. knowing the good and the bad because yeah. everybody has a good and bad. Yeah. If you only get one part, then you're probably not getting the true version. Correct. I had the greatest conversation with someone the other day, and not to bring this up, but I think it's important, is they were saying, oh, congratulations on your award. And I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, so what we talked about in our last podcast, 
that, you know, it was a nice award, the year was good, whatever. And then, of course, every time that happens to me, something happens <laughs> that reminds me that we're only as good as what we're doing. And and I said, you know what I really believe and I do, and I think this is what I've done my whole career, is I don't define myself by the best of what I do or the worst. I think we define ourselves by the middle. Like, you know, because you're not going to do either one. I said, I don't think I'm the worst realtor, and if I make a mistake, I own it. But only on the worst one, but I don't think I'm who sometimes is reflected in these awards because, yes, I get recognized for doing a lot of units, but in reality, I'm in the middle. I'm just someone who cares about what they do and I'm passionate about it. And at the end of the day, if we just define ourselves by this, the middle, we're good. I mean, it's who we are. Yeah. It's who we are. And it takes so much pressure off because you're never going to be perfect. You're never going to be all that. And you're also going to make mistakes and you got to own them. But you could have some really high points, but it's almost like the real estate market. It's up and down. Yeah. So don't define the market by it. Well, and you have to know how to like kind of not take yourself so seriously because if you do you're gonna yeah. really drive yourself crazy how was a your first year like how do you survive that first year is that is how many years first of all it's a two-part question now that i say it out loud how many years does it take to get where you can survive and live and how is that first year first question please let me know when you find out okay second question <laughs> The first year, just like how the first year was. Yeah, how was the first year? Like, how did you survive that first year? What did it look like? What, what if, if I were wanting to go into real estate, what am I going to expect that first year? I wouldn't have survived that first year if I didn't have Melissa mentoring me. Okay. I didn't know what I was doing. I, the things that you learn in real estate school are very useful and you need to know those things, but in the day-to-day practice of just knowing how to like navigate the real thing, they're it. They don't teach you that. So, how do you find like? Would you recommend? I think we had a, a podcast then? episode on that. Yeah, <laughs> they don't. What they don't teach you in real estate. Yeah. Um, so, how did you find Melissa, or would you recommend that to be everybody's? position when they first start is find somebody to mentor i think a mentor is key for sure um and how i found melissa was she was our realtor and sold us our house and sold one she sold a house and helped us find a house at the same time because you know multitasking she's very good at it um (laughs) in a market that wasn't really that good no which was kind of you know, and sold a house that wasn't in a great spot. It was fine. That was a cute little turquoise house. It is a cute house. Very cute house. It was on a busy street. How long did it take you to start surviving financially? As a like, is it like the first? I don't three really months do it now. Months? Do you? Well, I mean, I said double. No, I, I mean, was gonna say three years, but I don't. Uh, I think I I don't want to answer that question. Okay, because. I feel like if I answer it, it's it jinxes you. Yeah, it's gonna mess it up. As my brother says, we're not superstitious. We're just a little bit stitious. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Waven. I know but, you don't listen to this, but thank you. <laughs> it goes back to the hustle thing. Like if you start to feel like you've quote unquote made it or you're comfortable, like you're not hustling anymore necessarily. So I just keep. You just got to keep hustling. No, you, you'll you find that you never, 
Like, it's so funny. I had been in real estate when the recession hit for many years, and I did hot yoga twice a day and did a spin class. And hot yoga was an hour and a half, so that was three hours plus the spin class. And I thought, how did I sell? I don't think I sold many houses because I didn't have any to sell. I mean, it was really... So I went to my counselor, and I, I said, my identity is a realtor. It's not working for me right now. <laughs> and so I became really involved in nonprofits and doing some, that really was a great way, segue for me to realize it, it's, it's more important to, I met you doing that actually, Dave. I mean, because the thing is, is I only wrote checks before because I thought I'm too busy. I'm working all the time. But what that did for me is it made me realize my identity has got to be something a little bit more than this because our business is defined and depends on variables that we can't control, yeah. like the economy, if anything happens, I mean, we're gonna we're we're gonna be okay, but you can't you can't ever think you. I mean, that's the one thing is I think people know. I always worry about my next closing. It doesn't matter, and I think that surprises newer agents to hear that. But I mean, I've been in a place where I thought, oh my gosh, I don't have any closings coming into next year, and that has not been very long ago. So it is a situation where I'm always a little bit fight or flight with that i mean i'm always like it keeps you motivated no it does because at least me yeah it's like any time in your career you're going to hit a time where it's not going to be as good and if you're not prepared for it you have it that's when i'll tell you this will be another sponsor for us john john gordon the energy bus yeah i told you about that book and during the recession i read that book and it changed me because i was getting so down and depressed thinking oh my gosh like business whatever and it is all about don't let people bring you down. Don't buy into it. Even if your business is not good, say it's good. Say <laughs> during the day, I started saying, how's your business? It's great. So what kind of personality, you know, I've talked about the hustle, but what, what kind of personality, what kind of person makes a good realtor? Like if somebody's looking to go into real estate, is there anybody you said, you know, you don't have what it takes or you really need to really think about A, B, and C before you do this? You can't be all you, the ego has to be set aside. Like you can't be a narcissist. I mean, maybe you can, and I'm sure there are plenty of successful realtors who are in love with themselves, but like really at the end of the day, what you're doing is helping other people achieve something that they're trying to find. And it's not about you. And I think that what makes Melissa successful is that she sets her own intentions aside and it's more about making sure that the client is happy and that they're getting ultimately what they want and what's best for them. And it's not like, it's not about us. It's about the people who are buying or selling a house. And I like, you know, selling a house is a big deal as well as buying a house, but I like to kind of think of it in a way of like, I like for that experience to maybe not leave a huge impact on that person's memory by way of being super stressful, like make it. So it's just like this happened and we moved on. Like mm, You want it to be like, Oh, Hey Rachel, I love my house. You know, that's, yeah. that's the reaction you want to see. And we were yeah. afraid that it was going to be so stressful and it was so easy and fun because you made it that way. And she does that. She really does. She doesn't know. I, I hear about her now. Like, it, people tell me how great she is. 
And I mean, I already know it, but it's so nice because she they love what she does for them. And that's the key is you have to be that person to build your career. You have to, people have to know that you really care about them and you want to make this an easy process. It's hard for us because we worry about every little detail of it. But and we're not detailed people, but we are when, when it you, comes to can be hire. when we need to be. Yeah, we are when it's other people's details. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can always hire somebody to help right. with the details exactly. when you get to that point. I have to. I have to hire for. I can do details, but I have to like be listening to Enya or yeah. something while I'm doing. Enya. <laughs> I love the other one that was. I was like. Now, do you have any more? Um, do you have any other like one last bit of advice for before we get off? Um, for new agents for new agents or people who are thinking about becoming an agent um for new agents i would say if this is something that you really are passionate about and that you know you want to do don't give up I and mean, just keep going like it's gonna look pretty bleak at some time <laughs> but you know i mean you just have that's what makes you good i think i think i hope is that you just keep pushing and you keep going and you reach out to people and you look for resources and I mean find a Melissa looking for resources and and uh, it's a great answer it's like don't give up and that's cool too for people to know that in every business I guess unless you have like some kind of truck look but it, it is it you see these dips you're like oh my god am I gonna survive don't give up and keep pushing and keep driving and if you really are wanting to do it passionate about it then you're going to succeed but also let yourself have those moments where it maybe isn't super busy and you're having a little bit of a downtime because it's not always going to happen that way and you don't want to burn yourself out so i hate to end this i've got to go but it's fortunate i have a driver because <laughs> i did have to maybe so you I, gotta I take get, rachel with you rachel's gonna have to go all right fine. well i probably shouldn't have had that punch then yeah <laughs> i'm not sure well i don't think dave can drive us either but we've got to go we're all gonna stay here <laughs> we'll probably stay here but this is a good practice for a day of fun <laughs> all right everybody thanks for listening and we'll uh we'll see you next time Thank you for having me. Yeah, you were great. Oh, this is you great. were great. Yes. Oh, yeah. What? She was great. Yes. This was fun. It was so natural. I didn't think of you being a guest. Like I'm, yeah. I'm like, we're just signing off. Melissa Unscripted is produced by Tiger Moth Creative, helping businesses and nonprofits leverage the power of their story. Find links and show notes at melissagreer.com, and so you'll never miss a show, subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And make sure you give us a good rating. That's it for now. See you next time.